0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did me fucking assholes
1: hey i'm dr fuck and with me is oh yeah the ayatollah alcoholic and wildly and we are the rock and metal combat podcast True and, story. Uh, yeah and we what we do is we do like reviews and stuff and we talk about each other's moms yeah. and s- silly stuff like that but before we get into the festivities ian do we have an itunes review
0: Yes, we do have an iTunes review. Funny you should ask. Uh, this one is a five-star review from War Guy 2020. War Guy? And, 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 like, you were a guy, and now you're not a guy? Oh, were. I thought you said War Guy. War no,
2: Guy.
0: War, like, I were a guy, then I wasn't a guy, then I were a guy again. I don't know. Either way, it's bad English. And I don't mean that horrible Neil Sean Damn, band. Hell, that was uh, terrible. Oh, that was bad. Uh... But hey, I don't give a fuck what your name is. You left a five-star review, and it's entitled The Best. Oh, wow. Yeah, so War awesome. so Guy says, and I quote, Such a great podcast, so much metal. Ralph and Ian are gods. That's the review. That's it? That's it. Well, let me but, tell but you something. Do you have to say more than that? No, 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 I was about
1: to say, I don't care if he was a god. I'll use a hand on his man-made for JJ. (laughs)
0: Thank you, we're
1: a guy. You're fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, we're a guy, we're a girl. Who cares, man? It's fucking 2018. And hey, if you
1: still (laughs) like chicks and you're a chick now, Andrew Jacobs' wife (laughs) eats awesome pussy. Yes, she does. That's right. And make it stinky (laughs) like a filter fish. She loves that shit. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Ian, I got a review of my Judas Priest Deep Purple show I just went to.
0: Oh, I want to hear about this shit, because I'm jelly.
1: All right, there's a lot involved, and I'll try to make uh, make it as uh, compact as possible. Uh, I bought tickets a long, long time ago, pre-sale tickets, that you can only buy with a certain credit card. A credit card I don't own, but my friend, my ex-girlfriend Kathy's mom, owns that credit card. Diners T- so, Club? Maybe, I don't know. So... Um, she, we used her credit card. We got two fourth-row seats, uh, tickets. And then, as time went by, uh, Kathy is such a huge Behemoth fan, and she needed money to go see Behemoth up in North Florida or something. Really? That she sold the ticket, right? She she
0: sold the ticket to go see Behemoth.
1: Well, she's a bigger... That's a favorite band of all time.
0: Yeah, I, I know, but they're a Polish metal band, and there's a Polak joke in there somewhere. I just can't think of it right now.
1: So, um, she sold it without even telling me, which, you know, I, in her defense, the reason she didn't tell me because she, she felt so bad to tell me that she, she wasn't going now. But I told her, Kathy, you did it wrong. You should have told me that way... You could have sold the ticket to one of my friends So I don't have to drive up there alone You know Right, right But She she just, you know Kathy's a very shy girl I I forgive her because I love her a lot And uh, so anyway So I'm like, ah, fuck, now I gotta drive up there alone And I was like, ah, and then my brother Was the one that said, dude, you should fly up there I'll get you a good fucking plane ticket My brother's really good at getting cheap flights Yeah, he Uh, is Ask Chris Cisnack uh, we, he got a round trip to Nashville for 150, That's and awesome. I'm sure Chris was like, fuck yeah. Cause you know, with all the yeah. donation money that we raised for it, that goes to our plane tickets and, and Chris was like, fuck yeah, I'm saving a lot of money with fucking Ralph So, um, anyway, so I fly there uh-huh. and oh, and then another thing happened. I was supposed to meet my girl, my uh, a girl, I know in Jacksonville. We were gonna go together to the show, so I figured, okay, I'll fly to I'll fly to Jacksonville. She'll pick me up the hotel because she lives in Jacksonville. We'll go to the
0: show together. But a dirty girl, huh? Yeah. What's her name? Can I we say can, her no, name?
1: No, no. I'll tell you. I'll be it.
0: okay. Uh, we're we're gonna call her Nikki.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: like, darling, Nikki. Oh,
1: Nikki, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my cock, Hey, Nikki? All right. <laughs> so, so, um, but in in her defense. In her defense, I didn't get in touch with her till like, literally like three, four days before the show to let her know, hey, now I'm flying in, I'll be staying at the hotel, you know, come pick me uh, up, blah, blah. And she said, oh, man, my cancer came back on her
0: foot. Well I I gotta ask, I've never heard of cancer of the foot. That's terrible. I yeah, didn't it's, know there it's, was
1: something. That... It's, it's not foot cancer. It's like some, you know, what do they call that? Um toe cancer like a like a growth like a growth uh, like a bunion i don't know it, it, she had it already it, it, it was taken out she's been fine for years it reappeared now so Co-cancer. that's terrible yeah so she she's got to go for a full biopsy brain scan all that shit on thursday morning the day after the show and i was like oh
0: fuck what am i gonna do they got to do a. Uh, they got to check her brain to see what's yeah, well, all they, over they, her head. Because I've never heard of foot cancer.
1: Yeah, she had it. They they had it cut out. Dude, cancer can apply. It, it may be skin cancer, and it was on her foot. Let's put it that way. Okay. There you go.
2: You know, I'll buy that.
1: Skin's all over the body. So anyway, okay. it's not foot cancer. I don't think that exists. Okay. So anyway, um, so I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Well, a light bulb went over my head, and who do I call? Or Ooh. I, I, I sent a message to, if he can help me out to take me to the show. None other than our listener and my ex-arch enemy, thank God, <laughs> Tim Bream. Holy shit, did you choke on your pride? No, because me and Tim Bream patched
0: everything up. That's true. We had a great time with Tim Bream at yeah, the Rock. T- yeah,
1: and, and, uh, and everything was cool, I you know. Uh, nice. Everything was patched up, so we were cool, so I Thank God! Can you imagine if I'm still holding a grudge? Yeah, you've been fucked. And I and I and I'm lucky I did because Tim Tim came through. Him and nice. his buddy drove to the hotel, picked me up, took me to the show, and took me back to the hotel. And I gotta tell you, man, his buddy rules. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his his stage name, but his name is Ron. But he showed me some video of him on stage. He's a psycho. He's awesome live, dude. You gotta see him. He's throwing punches yeah? in the air. And, He's just a nutty guy. He's great. And I had a great time with both of them. We drove to the show. And here's the funny part. This guy, this is how cool this Ron guy is. We get to the show and it's at this amphitheater. And the line, I'm not lying. The line was like, man, it looked like fucking like a mile long to get into the place. Good. And I Ron, mean, not,
0: not good, but good.
1: Ron's like, fuck that. Let's go. up. We just walked right up to the front of the line and just walked right, right in front of the people that, you know,
0: the people behind us, they didn't give a fuck. Did you tell him you were in a podcast with me? No, I didn't. Oh, okay.
1: Because then we would have been at the back of the line.
0: Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I'm
1: smart. I can do things.
0: Not like everybody says.
1: I know. He, you know, I was watching The Godfather the other day, and I realized he didn't say I can do things. And I've been saying that all along. What does he say? He, he says,
0: says, I'm smart. Not like everybody says, says. I'm smart.
1: Yeah, he doesn't say I can <laughs> do things. I always thought he It's like uh, Casablanca that famous line of Casablanca that's not in the movie. Uh, what's the famous line? Oh, God damn it. Humphrey Bogart says something and it's not actually in the movie. Play it again, uh, Sam.
0: Right? Uh, Is that the line? No, no. I, I, think he, I think he says, I'm not that familiar with Casablanca, but like uh, I think a good analogy would be, like, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah. That, he never says Luke, I'm, never, never says that. I mean, he paraphrases it, but those yeah. aren't the words, but that's what everybody says.
1: Exactly. So uh, Everybody says... So I, I could do things I've been saying all along. So we go in, and I want to say something to everybody going to see this Judas Priest Deep Purple show, because I fucked up, but I didn't know. So, you know, I can't fuck up without knowing. But I bumped into a buddy of mine, this really cool reviewer kid. I met him, I, 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 the way I met him, he lives in Florida. But oddly enough, I bumped into one of his reviews on YouTube, and he was reviewing the Merciful Fate vinyl I did, the tribute. Oh, I was nice. like, man, who's this kid? He lives up, you know, like on West Palm Beach. Well, I became buddy-buddy with him. He's a fan of Thrasher guy, and he's a good kid. Well, I saw him and his parents. His parents are awesome. His parents are fucking awesome, dude. You know, your parents take you to a show. You know they're fucking awesome. So I see them, and I go up, hey, what's up? And we're talking, and then he showed me on his phone. He took a picture on the Judas Priest motorcycle, the one that Rob Hofford comes out on stage. It It was in the front of the venue when you walk in, and uh, you pay only $5 to take a picture with it, and it goes into the Parkinson's, Glenn Tipton Parkinson Foundation. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta get a picture with it. So I called Tim Bream, Tim Bream's in line to buy a shirt. I go, dude, we gotta go, you know, there's a motorcycle over there, there's a motorcycle. So we go over there, and it was gone. So anybody that goes there early, look for it, you know? Cause they take it away, obviously, because, you know, they need it for the show, you know? Uh, I got fourth row seats fucking awesome and uh and sitting next to me is the girl that kathy sold the ticket to a beautiful girl yeah beautiful african-american chocolate sweet beautiful oh that that's my weakness that's my weakness. beautiful girl i mean gorgeous
0: brown sugar
1: but when it comes to me and concerts metal is more important than chicks but hey i still talk to her but i didn't rap i didn't try anything and she was really cool with me, and we, you know, we got a little talking. got Judas Priest came out, She had Nice
0: tits. Beautiful, gorgeous. Oh yeah. Tits. Get a gorgeous oh, yeah. body. Gorgeous We'd, face. You're yeah. talking C's or D's?
1: Uh, she like C and a half, maybe. Almost Ooh, D's. I like that? Almost D. I
0: got like a, a C plus, maybe and, a D minus. Dressed all in tight black clothes. Oh. Black out. on black. Man on ships. Uh, oh, she ooh. had
1: like a really beautiful hair where it was, it was like red and straight. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous, what, beautiful. Girl. Mm.
0: What was her name?
1: Uh, I don't know. I got to find out. Well, I like that. Yeah. I, li- I like the mist. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Anyway, so uh, Judas Priest came out. And, you know, when it comes to concerts metal, I'm not into looking for chicks. It's not like I'm going to a poison concert, you know, and I don't do that either. A lot of people like. I go to poison shows to look for chicks. No, no, you go to poison shows because you like Pride stuff. Don't like them. Because I ain't, got, dude. I don't. I'm not that desperate for pussy to go see poison. Anyway, so uh, Jesus Priest comes out. There was an opening act, by the way, and I heard them from afar and it really didn't do much. To me. But um, they opened with firepower and they went right into delivering the goods. And I was like, oh man, this is a song I've never seen them play live. Right. They played Sinner. I haven't seen them do that since Ram It Down. They played Desert Plains, which I haven't seen them do that since Turbo. Uh, you know, and uh, but you know, I didn't see them do Saints in Hell. I didn't see them do Tyrant. I didn't see them do When the Night Goes Down. All these rare tracks they were doing earlier in the tour uh, because it was a co-headline set. They played 75 minutes. So did Deep Purple. But fuck it, dude. I mean, it was incredible. And I saw him do Never Surrender, my favorite track off the new album. Yeah. Which, and you got
0: Cam Greer sitting next to you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And 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 uh fucking um uh you know, and De- Rob Hoffer dedicated Said this song No Surrender is about Glenn Tipton. I mean, Glenn Tipton like per- personifies this song. Oh, which nice. by the way, I bought a shirt that had Glenn Tipton on the on the front it said Glenn Tipton uh uh Damn it! Parkinson's Foundation on the back. It said, "No surrender." And awesome. uh, yeah, I saw them play that, my favorite song, and um, from the new album, and uh, "Free Burning." You know, it was just—it was awesome. It was a great, I, great show.
0: I, I heard they're selling other uh, shirts at the show with uh, Tim River Owens and says, "We'll work for food."
1: Yeah, actually, uh, that was outside. Okay, the homeless people or something.
0: But uh, just, just so the good people out there know. It is a great set list they're playing. I mean, for for like one, you're going to like mix up classics and, 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 you know, do a little shit. I'll read through it. Uh, Firepower, Delivering the Goods, Center, Lightning Strike, new track, Desert Plains, No Surrender, another new track, Turbo Lover, Rise from the Ruins, another new track, Free Will Burning, you've got another thing coming, Hellbent for Leather, Painkiller, and then the Encore, Italian you an electric eye breaking the law and living after midnight. That's a set. You can't yeah. complain about that
2: No,
1: it so. was amazing and they were on fire. Rob Hoffer man. Oh my god I'll be the first to tell you man that guy lost his voice around angel retribution live Right, it was, it was kind of weak and uh, you know, it wasn't that great during the epitaph the tour was pretty bad And also the British steel one was kind of bad, but you know on Redeemers of Souls dude, he played jawbreaker and all that shit? and He was like, oh shit. He's got his voice back Dude, his voice is even stronger, dude. I mean, the way he was uh, screaming those, you know, uh, From Desert Play, I bring you love. I mean, perfect, just like the album. It's
0: great, dude. Let me ask you something, because KK's been saying a lot lately, bitching about uh, him reading from a teleprompter, you know, much like Ozzy. Uh, do you see him like? Is he looking down and reading a lot and not interacting with the audience?
1: Uh, I didn't really notice that, to tell you the truth. And he did interact with the audience quite a bit, especially yeah. you know later during the show. You know when he yeah. first came out, it was pretty you know just the metal god. You know. Yes. And you know so how, good, so and you know, good. And you know how fucking cool he is. How he doesn't come out during the first. Oh. He oh. waits a little bit and he walks. Yeah. out Oh, that's Fucking oh, that's awesome. Hot. Richie Faulkner, what a great player fucking um
0: Andy Sneap, how did he do? Andy Sneap
1: was awesome, dude. He did the solo nice. justice. Uh, nice. They were all fucking great. And uh it was just an amazing okay. show. Sure, they, I
0: mean that's that's something worth noting is Andy Sneap besides being uh you know an amazing producer and probably the best metal producer right now. Uh,
1: uh. But, So anyway, Judas Priest was great. They were awesome. And then Deep Purple came out, and a lot of people left before Deep Purple came out. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah, a lot of people left Was lame, you know, but they were great, but I gotta admit, you know, I mean, you can't top Judas Priest, man. Deep Purple came out, and um, they were great, dude. I mean, to me, fucking Ian Pace just killed it. That's awesome. Man, you know, if y'all know, everybody knows Space Trucking. If you listen to the end of Space Trucking, when Ian goes fucking nuts on the on the drums, you know, he was doing that even better than the albums. It was, it was just amazing how good that guy still can play, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, what's funny, man, like space trucking, it's a song like everybody's heard a gazillion times. So sometimes you almost forget how awesome it is because yeah. it's so overplayed, but a, a show that I fucking love. And I know you've discovered and you now love Ash versus evil dead. Oh yeah. But when, when they show him fucking driving around, and he's kicking, he's, fucking cranking, space trucking. You know, it's it's one of those times I just sit back and I was like, I forgot how awesome this song is because you take it for granted because you've heard it so many times. I, I believe that was damn. episode one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so fucking classic, though. But sometimes you need something like that uh, to remind you, you know. And uh, oh, God damn, Deep Purple, man. Deep Purple. No, Deep Purple is historic, dude. I mean, that, that's, uh, you
1: know, you want to talk about a proto-metal band. And, right. and let's face it, if fucking In Rock came out before fucking the first Sabbath album, we're over for debate. And it was just right. like, what, a couple months uh, afterwards, you know? Right, right. But that's a heavy metal album, dude. Flight of the Rat, yeah. Bloodsucker, which they yeah. played Bloodsucker,
0: which was oh, awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh what? my God, they're playing Bloodsucker, you know? Let, let me read this to the people All right. who are and who Great rock- set list, by the way. And, and and here's the thing, this guy I work with, man, he's go- this guy you would never suspect would go to anything like this. He's going with his son. Uh, they're playing in Mississippi, uh, in the in the Gulf Coast, which is probably like an hour away from me. I've gone there for shows, but he's going to see this same tour. I'm like, damn, you don't even listen to shit that heavy. I'm almost thinking of buying a ticket and riding with him, and he annoys the piss out of me with just the go. But it, but here's a set list for Deep Purple. Highway Star, Pictures of Home, Bloodsucker, Strange Kind of Woman. Sometimes I feel like screaming, which I think is like the greatest thing they've done since Richie Blackmore left. That song is just... Love it. Oh, mind-blowing. Uncommon Man, not familiar with that That one. That one, they dedicated it to John Lord. Okay. Great song. Lazy. Oh, my God. Uh, Knocking at Your Back Door uh, shows keyboard solo perfect strangers space trucking, smoke on the water and the encore hush
1: yes and during hush i was front and center i just walked up it was so easy you know nice. uh i walked right to the front and center and i watched you know because it is the farewell tour and i do believe it because you know look ian gillen was good i'm not saying he was bad but you know uh. there's it's impossible look rob Halford, you know yeah rob Halford hits those highs too but nothing like child in
0: time you know Right and here's another thing, you know, Gillen's like fucking ten years older than Rob Halford. <laughs> you know.
1: You know, don't don't you don't you find it hilarious when people online go, Man, they should reunite with Gillen and do born again? I'm like, dude <laughs> Can you imagine Gillen trying to do disturbing the priest now? Yeah, I I mean Gillen's like in his seventies <laughs> now. Yeah, not old, mean... But he was good, dude. He did hit some highs. You know, right. I mean, look. Let me put it this way: when they did Bloodsucker, you know the part where he goes, "Oh no, no, no!" the high part. He does the highs, but he no, can't, no, no! But he can't <laughs> say no, no, no. He just right. goes,
2: "Wow!"
1: Because you know, when you scream like that, you you know, at that age, you can't scream and go no, no, no. You just yeah, do the scream.
0: Here's the thing with like this kind of music, man. Yeah, the Stones are still touring, and Charlie Watts can still play Charlie Watts beats. Charlie Watts doesn't play like Ian Pace or nope. fucking Neil Peart or some shit like that. You know, there's some kind of, you know, as much as uh, the Stones, I still think they're the greatest rock and roll band of all time, but it's it's simpler music to play and sing than heavy metal.
2: Yeah.
0: No, heavy metal, uh, you know, requires much more technicality musically, vocally. I, I mean, but you know what? I would still rather see uh, a band like that at, at an elevated age do it the best they could than not do it at all. You know, like I always have that bitch with Ozzy. You know, there's so many things they say, oh, Ozzy can't sing. You know what? I'd rather see him try and do it okay than him not do it at all. You know, like a a fucking symptom of the universe. If he can't sing it exactly like that, I'm fine with that. Just do your fucking best. But let me hear it. And I'll forgive you, man. I love you, man. Yeah, because, you know, people out there
1: think, you know, Ah, oh, he can't sing no more. They don't take to account age, and it's like, bitch, you can't sing like that even when you were Ozzy's age. So when Ozzy did sabotage, right. you know? Right. Ah, uh, just right. people just suck. People, yeah, people.
0: People equal shit. Fucking oh. slip that. Ugh.
1: All right. So yeah. So Deep Purple was awesome. Uh, Judas Priest was awesome. It was a great night out. Then uh, Tim Bream and his buddy took me back to the hotel caught a plane got back home i was i was away from my house for 26 hours
0: awesome and i i want to send out a thank you uh to tim bream and yeah. his Mr. and his mystery ron. friend because ron because that that's awesome dude and 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 i want to thank tim uh because we didn't get to spend a, as much time as we wanted to with tim at the rock and pod expo he kind of came in and left but uh man appreciate him showing up and what you did for ralph helping him out dude yeah that that that's especially because you guys have like a sordid history, but man, you know your metal brothers, and, and he did that, and uh, so thank you, Tim. Good for man, me. good
1: man. Yeah. I I totally appreciate it, and I was wrong about Tim all along. I can admit when I was wrong. Uh, yes, he was a little passive aggressive in the past. And I took it wrong, and I blew it out of proportion, and I blame myself more of our little spat because while we were fighting, he did his best to you know mend the friendship.
0: Well he was even kind of passive aggressive to me at the expo because you know I'm sitting there wearing a dress. He goes, I wanna fuck you, but you're a dude. I'm like, make up your mind. You're giving me mixed signals. You know? But well, hey, Bre- hey,
1: yeah, but don't get mad at him. You may need a ride one day. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 but no that that that's awesome, dude. Yeah he's that's, a good dude. And, he's a good that's part of the you know the Rock and Metal Combat podcast family coming together and helping each other man and that's that's incredible that's what i loved about at the expo you know uh mike tyler and scott stein uh hooked up to to be roommates and shit you know to save money and shit you know that's we're a family man and people yeah. come together that's fucking beautiful man that's awesome and hopefully tim will come to the next one because he's a good guy right And uh,
1: i got t- i got uh ian let me just uh interrupt you for a second he did tell me because i said dude what happened you like left there he goes that night, you know, we all went out to eat, and he was talking to you. Scott went to the other room, passed out, and you—you you were ta- he was talking to you, and you just passed out on him. So, oh. So he went, up, he went up to his room. I don't even
0: remember and, talking to him. Yeah, I was he, so drunk.
1: Yeah, and then he went to his room and, like, left the next morning. That's why we never uh, saw him again. But, yeah, at least uh, he was there, and he had a good time.
0: Right. But, but you know, that to me, that's even more hardcore because, you know, he has his own business. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has his family and raising young children – But he still made time, even though, like, he he showed up, got there late, but made it, then left early. He did. He sacrificed to be there. So that means almost even more. You know what I mean? No, no, it's great. Yeah. And
1: and, and also, I got to, you know, shout out to his buddy, because his buddy was the one driving. Uh, Oh, nice. At one point, 100 miles per hour, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the guy, it was a, I think it was a Camaro? I could be wrong. It was a sports car. It was a A Chevy man. And, uh. Uh, dude, you know, I mean, it's funny Because Tim's a landscaper Right But his buddy, you know what his buddy does and His buddy, you know, he's in good shape and shit He, right. climbed, he climbs trees and, and cuts trees in half While he's all the way up there and
2: shit Oh, that's yeah That's right. a
1: brutal ass job, you know And yeah. he was showing me video of him doing it and shit. He was like, when he, he goes, check this out And he cut the tree, goes, that's a perfect tree cut It fell the way <laughs> I wanted it to go, you know He's a good uh, guy. The guy was a cool dude, and uh, he's a singer in a band. And uh, he's starting. He used to be in a band before. Now he's starting to get back into it. And and uh, they're just two really cool dudes. And I, I'm so glad I got to go to. I, you know, obviously I didn't sit with them, right. but uh, I did hang out with them before the show. And then you know, uh, it was a great time. And and again, thank you so much, Tim and Ron, for saving the day for me, man.
0: It was awesome. Oh, by the way, I got some Judas Priest news. Uh, another guy we got to hang out with at the Rock and Pod Expo is uh, Jason Beckett, Baco, from uh, Covers and Fire. Uh, cool dude, yeah, cool dude. Covers and Fire podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, and 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 Baco was one of those who came and talked to us at the first Rock and Pod Expo because not a lot of people came and talked to us, but Baco was one who came up, you know, said hey, you know, talk to. And we got to hang out a lot with him this year. This motherfucker landed an interview with KK Downing. Awesome. And I saw when when he posted it, you know, because he didn't say anything to me about it, you know, when we were hanging out. And I I guess it's been in the works. He got together with uh, the publicist for KK's book. And he said it was kind of hard. Like, it was on, then it was off, then it was on again. And he landed a great interview with him uh, that... You know, by the time this posted, you've seen it on Blabbermouth, and now KK is kind of doing all these other interviews. But the first one was with fucking Baco, and man, I was so happy because there's so many shitty fucking podcasts that get the 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 A list, uh, you know, uh, guests. And normally it goes like that: like the worse the podcast, the better guests they get. Uh, but I'm so glad to see, you know. uh, one of our own, you know, friends of ours, land a fucking guest like that. It's an amazing interview. And KK throws some shade. There's some dirt in this motherfucker, and there's some cool shit. And I want everybody to check it out. Cobra and Fire's podcast. Check out the KK, uh, KKK, the KK Downing episode. And then check out some others, man, because they're great fucking guys. I get so jealous because, you know, they're spawned from Decibel and Desert Geek has spawned like a lot of cool podcasts. And and we've spawned shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've yeah. spawned some I'm not of the- I'm not
1: yeah, I'm not proud of the uh, of, of the <laughs> podcast we spawned.
0: Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing. It's like well, we I, I the- like
1: I like Bushy though. You know, I listen to Bushy and the Mountain Man. That, that one's that was the only good one I can say.
0: Well, I, see I need to listen. I did an episode with I, that I never and I, I never, and I, I never I, listened I, to it. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I like Mountain but, Man. I like that guy. You know, hey, I, I like fucking Iron Cast when they were going, but they seem to funk now. But, but we, in my opinion, we're still the best podcast ever. But we've inspired a lot of shitty ones. Desmo Geek is goddamn well, legends, and they inspired some good podcasts. Well,
1: you know, here, here's the thing: Van Halen. Uh, look at all the crap they fucking yeah, uh, and and Pantera. Oh. Pantera good, good. and Van Halen. They're awesome bands, but what they fucking what what they spawned was fucking
0: crap. Wow, you just totally made me feel good about myself again. <laughs> thank
1: we you. are the Van Halen and Pantera <laughs> <the> podcast <laughs> thank, Growth. Thank you. Yeah.
0: But no no seriously, I want to congratulate Baco and uh, man, that's incredible. And he did a real good job with KK. I thought he threw out some cool questions. Uh, you know, it wasn't like some Eddie Trunk Mitch LaFon like fucking softballs. Um uh, you know, I, I thought he was very funny. Did a great job, and again, uh, one of our own, man. One of our brothers. Another podcast that, that's been good to us. Showed us respect and that we like. Landed a, an interview with a legend. So please check that. Check this shit out and support these guys, man, because they're good people.
1: Right on. Congrats to Cobra the Fire. Cool dude. Uh, yeah, he was really cool hanging out with him.
0: Yeah, it, it sucks. Loose Cannon wasn't there this year. Uh, he was there the first year, but I didn't get to spend too much time with him, uh, but but, congratulations to both of them, man. That, that, that's a great land, and man, it's getting shared all over the internet and all over the world, like, people are linking up his interviews, so uh, I'm, I'm very happy for him, man. Good to see, you know, a, a real grassroots podcast do this shit. Gives me hope. Hell so, yeah! That someday we can interview an A list
1: celebrity. Yeah, man. Fuck that, man. I don't care.
0: Yeah, but, yeah
1: you do, but I don't. I don't
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I think uh, I think what we're doing is fucking awesome the way we are. Oh, I, I think you know, I, I, you know, Ian. I was thinking the other day. I was thinking about the podcast. I was like, you know, um, I don't think is there a podcast. That, I'm not talking about the shit we spawn. Right. Uh, but is there a podcast that week
0: in and week out all they do is review albums? I think we're the only ones. Oh yeah, no, no, we're the only one at that, and we are probably the biggest podcast that doesn't interview celebrities really that much. I mean, we've had a couple, but for the most part, we're just straight up reviews, and uh, we do pretty damn good.
1: We're damn good, and I'm very yeah. proud of this episode, celebrity or not, Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're fine, we're fine the way we are, and uh, we have, you know, there may be more numbers over there, but we have the most rabid fans, and that's me. Means more, oh than, yeah, than, than numbers. You know, we, we have the, the greatest fans
0: in the it, fucking world. Yeah, the man.
1: dedication, and they prove it every year uh, yep. with with the, with the expo. You know, we we
0: blow everybody away with the donations, and uh, right. and, and look how many people showed up this year compared to last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, more and, people. And, yeah. And, and, and you know, they're already planning Rock and rocking Pod three, which is going to be fucking even bigger. Yet, you know, we're going to have more people show up at that one. So, right. I, yeah. No, i'm very proud but i really i would really like to talk to some of my heroes on on the show because i think we would interview them the best because we are the best so yeah but you know what can you do if it happens it happens if it don't we uh, shall continue uh, to rule exactly you know it and another thing is i I can't really bitch because uh you know a lot other bands are a lot other podcasts put in more effort to get yeah. these guys. Like, yeah, I'm just hoping they call me. Yeah, we don't do shit. Yeah, we don't, like, we don't like do we the should. leg work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we're I, supposed to write people yeah. to get celebrities, yeah. you know? You, you, you tried a couple. I tried rad skates, and he didn't answer me, and I'm just like, fuck it.
1: Yeah, I tried <laughs> years ago. I sent up. And Ron Keel was the only one. Right. Ron Keel said, oh, no, I'll do it, you know? Yeah, And, oh, and, I, and uh, And, uh, well, Fleischman, I didn't write.
0: He wrote me. <laughs> right. Hey, how how hot is that, dude? Robert Fleischman wrote you. And fucking Mark Slaughter knows you. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a big connection oh, to Vinnie Vincent evasion yeah. well, The both <laughs> the both singers of uh
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. The both singers of Vinnie Vincent Invasion dig my YouTube page. <laughs> right, who you slam came yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and and he wrote me laughing,
0: saying, Dude, oh, that was
1: great. And I mean, I talked about how his voice sounds like a cat being tortured. I uh, know and, and, and he dug it, it was so, that, That's a
0: class act that dude. I don't know Maybe I should Fucking call David Lee Roth And say I love OU812 And maybe I'll get A fucking interview I don't know <laughs> This is terrible I I can't understand life But I'll Come take on, it We don't counts. want him that bad I do You don't want to say that Do you No I don't want to say that But that, that is my dream Even though I, I wouldn't even be able To say nothing I'd be like crying The whole fucking time Well you know I'll be like What, what did he just say What paragraph are we on
1: "Ah." Exactly (laughs) You ain't never going to get a straight answer out of
0: Dave Yeah, but it'd be entertaining
1: Yeah, exactly, you know (laughs)
0: We'll be like, oh, okay
1: He's too smart, he could do things
0: (laughs) Not like everybody says I'm your older brother, Mikey I was passed over
1: My favorite line from from Fredo, ready?
2: Papa!
0: Papa! Thank
2: you
0: All right, so, hey. He was banging cocktail waitresses, two or three at a time. Players couldn't get a drink. <laughs> you know do who you? I am? I'm Mo Green.
1: I was making around when you were banging cheerleaders. Something like that.
0: You straight my older brother out? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the greatest.
1: Yes, I watched both of them uh, the other day, back to back. Uh, uh. Anyway, so, uh, what do you say we This get- is a
0: life... <laughs> We choose. To... <laughs> That's and <Hyman> Roth, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, part two.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh okay. my god. All right. Well, we didn't. We haven't even announced what the fuck we're reviewing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's time we bring meet. up the legendary David sweet Or David as you Swift. like to call. Him?
1: Yeah. Well. Come on. We know his parents now. We should stop
0: calling him that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I met his mother. Yeah, his mother's oh, beautiful. My... His father. Oh was... my His God.
1: father looks young as fuck. Like he belongs in the band.
0: I huh? know, and I hit on his mom. I thought it was his sister. I thought it was game. You know, like even though, like I knew his dad was his dad right away because he introduced me. But I was like, yeah, your sister now. Yeah. Yeah, it was his mom. Grrr. Ah shit. What yeah, a look. So, now
1: and they're great people and uh, black hair on rules and he's the one. Oh. That, that requested demolition from Judas Priest. Yeah, but don't hold that against them, kids. No, don't, don't. Listen to the album and you'll forgive them.
0: Yeah. Well, no, don't listen to the album and you'll forgive them.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying listen to Black Hair On. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Listen to Black Hair On. Listen to the review and you'll forgive them.
1: Yeah. Listen to that you, awesome EP and... Uh, yeah.
0: If you listen yeah. to Demolition, you'll get mad. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't wait till they f- release a full length. Oh, and everybody boy. out there bl- look into black hair on they're fucking awesome. Yeah, so Hell here we yeah. are here We are this is our review with Dave and uh, To what he wanted, of, you know, he donated for this shit. Yes, he did god name bless him. How the fuck does that guy write good music like in this album? I'll never know <laughs> So here we go. Here's our review. All right. Now it's time to review. I know the year of this one Nineteen ninety suck, right, Ian? Uh, no. Two thousand suck.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: There you go. Two
0: thousand and one.
1: Two thousand and this one sucks.
0: And uh, Ian, <laughs> who do we have with us? Holy shit! Do we have a special guest this week? We can only get him now because in a few years he's gonna be too famous to join us. We have Mr. David Swick from Black. How the fuck you say it? Heron. Heron. Heron That's what I said (laughs) Right on Welcome David Great to have you here Thanks man
3: Your band rules Thank you I appreciate it I don't
0: say that shit dude Believe me If it
1: sucked I'd tell you That shit was good I remember when when Ian first told me about it I was like oh god damn it I hate this (laughs) shit I hate fucking people Oh check out my band And I'm like alright Let me hear this shit And I was like fuck this is really, really good. Yeah, I like whoever was in charge of producing it because it has this classic fucking 80s, early 80s sound that I love so much. And uh, it really, dude, actually, I haven't heard somebody, an album produced like this in many, many years.
3: I appreciate it, man. We actually, uh, <laughs> we recorded that on GarageBand of all programs. Really? So, uh, yeah, I I don't know how he got the sound. Uh, I mean, we all went direct in, and my drums were mic'd up, and all that stuff. But we uh, we used GarageBand as a program.
1: Very cool. Well, you know, I mean, I love it. I think it was fucking awesome. As you know, I played every single week on my radio show. I, yeah. I Played every track already, and uh, and people dig it, man. And uh, and I'm glad. Now I'm gonna have to like take chances on other idiots that wanna. No offense, but, you know, I mean, we're all idiots. I'm an idiot, too. You know, we gotta embrace our, our, our stupidness.
3: Well, thanks for the publicity, man. I And plus, it. I mean,
1: I I may be an idiot, but, dude, you're a drummer. You're the worst. To...
3: I know. I can't even count to four.
1: Exactly. But it's good <laughs> shit, and uh, good going, bro, and I, I look forward to more Black Heron
0: music.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. We're recording again, so... Yeah, I knew exactly
0: what I was doing, because it it took me a minute to get it, and I was like, I don't know about this. That automata- <laughs> automatically made Ralph go, oh, it's awesome! <laughs> yeah. and, and then by the second song, you know, because I was at first, you know, I was, I told you we were going to be brutally honest. I messaged you before we were, you know, like, please don't get mad, but we're going to be honest. That's and
3: exactly at, what I wanted, though.
0: And, and at first, I wasn't sure about the production, and it, it took me a like, couple songs to get in the singer, but then I really got it, but... I mean, there's so much shit that I don't always get. Some shit you get right away. But I think some of the stuff that you end up loving the most, you don't always know right away. And, and then yeah. you just feel it. And uh, and I love it, man. I played on my radio show as well. And I'm really happy for you guys. I'm so proud that you're going to be part of the Rockin' Pod Expo Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. And I know you guys are going to steal the fucking show, dude. I, I, just, I know it. Of course. I can't wait for it.
1: Because exciting news of them playing is that we just announced before we started this show, they're going to let me go up on stage and, and sing a song with them.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> have Dr. on stage, nobody can follow that shit. <laughs> and, 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 and another added surprise, when I get up on stage and do the duet, Ian will be on the
0: turntable. Wiki, wiki, wiki. That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah, we got an extra set
0: in the back.
2: Wiki, yeah. wiki.
0: I tell everybody, Andrew Jacobs' wife's going to be there cleaning carpets. <laughs> it, no, it's it's going to be a blast, man, and uh, man, proud to have you, you know, as a listener to the show, and proud to say we knew you win because I hope yeah. you got you guys blow up, man. Oh yeah, yeah, hope so just gonna, it,
1: yeah. Just keep keep doing what you're doing, dude. Don't don't change your sound. Don't do a demolition.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we've already talked about the good news. Let's yeah. get to the bad news. <laughs> so so David so generously donated to the Rocket Pod Expo, and uh, I was very interested to see what he was going to pick. And when I saw his selection, wow, this really blew my mind. And I'm like, well, there's you know one of two ways you can go with this. Either this is an album that means a lot to him, or he just wants to bag the shit out of something. And I, I, I got to admit, I did not know. I was like, hmm. This could be like Andrew Jacobs' wife. It could go both ways. <laughs> but we found out, uh, you know, prior to recording this, that uh, this is an album that's special to you. So why don't you talk about uh, why you picked this and, uh, and uh, you know, a quick synopsis of what it means to you.
3: Well, uh, this was my first Priest record. Uh, I didn't really know it was Judas Priest. I just kind of put it on because uh, a couple of tracks so I'll even talk about when we get to them but uh you know I just like would hear it in the car I'd have my little radio downstairs in the basement next to my drums I'd jam it all the time uh it's just you know I was like four years old man it's like it's super special to me well
0: how did you get access to this I mean your dad had it my dad
3: had it yeah he actually didn't have any other priest CDs to my knowledge I think we had uh priest live and this one that was it so,
0: it, is your dad still in jail for child abuse, or is he out now?
3: <laughs> no, he's he's out, and he's uh okay. he's thriving and giving me more uh, CDs that are bad.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what, um, what
1: about? Yeah. Um, I I wasn't the biggest fan of Jugulator. I know a lot of people like that one. I I, I enjoyed those songs more live. I thought Priest. I saw both tours, Jugulator and Demolition. I saw both those tours live and um, They were phenomenal live with Ripper. I mean that was awesome But those two studio albums, you know other than a couple tracks on a jugulator. I kind of like Boy, there's nothing on here. I like but I did buy it on uh, On initial release because it's priest, you know, and I was like, all right, let's 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 hear this And I remember the first time I heard it. I was like, oh Whoa, what the hell? This is, and then the way it ends, it was like, that was even the most shocking part of this album, is the way it ends. It was like, yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is fucking, what? You know, and I was like pissed, and then I was like, oh. And then like, I put it away, and I was like, oh, I gotta give it another chance, you know? And it took me a little bit, but I did. I think I've heard this album uh, maybe three to four times, and then that was it. I I never listened to it since. And I did last night for the review to take notes. And, oh, my God, it's worse than I remember. It was like, like, oh, man. And I'll be honest with you. There's a couple songs on here I couldn't finish. I just, uh, enough.
2: Wow. And I
1: went to the next one, you know. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, it's cool. Like I say a million times, David, I hate bands, not fans. So, just because I... I'm not a fan of this one um, I really like you dude And uh, I gotta say this Cause I wanna go up on Savings Performance. Yeah you
3: Gotta stay on their good side
0: That's right Ian? Well, well I hate fans more than bands But I love me some Swick So I'm gonna be nice to him. <laughs> but uh, You know I remember when this came out Cause uh, It wasn't too long after I first saw Priest I guess the tour that I saw Was really more of the Metal Meltdown tour Uh, than the jugulator because that was already out Uh, never got to see priest in their heyday uh, but did see him twice with ripper and yeah he was fucking amazing live but I kind of had the same you know experience with jugulator Uh, I just thought it was really half baked really piss poor for priest Uh, I like it a little bit more now but still I I think what kills it with both of these albums for me the the production's really bad but uh i I know this is self-produced i can't remember if if jugulator was as well produced by glenn tipton yeah it was uh and you saw that a lot in the late 90s because uh these bands didn't have a lot of money right then and if you eliminate a producer you know it's all profit to you. you and you got no money going out but man this is proof that you should have money going out because there's quality control and people who are better at production. But I do remember when this first came out, I enjoyed it at the time more than Jugulator. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I thought it was more uh, varied, you know, like Priest usually is because they have all types of different songs. And I thought this had more, you know, uh, different styles where Jugulator was all, you know, a bunch of the same song over and over again. But now listening to this one on, on, on repeat, I kind of think the same about this. But I did, you know, I was like, oh yeah, th- this is good, this is good. And I played it a lot for maybe a month or so. And then just didn't go back to it. But I did see the tour, absolutely amazing. Um, but I haven't listened to this album since probably around, you know, maybe a, the year it came out or a year after. And this was a rough one to go back to. Uh <laughs> Normally, every album uh, we review, I listen to multiple times. This one, I I think it had to do with the length, too. This is a long fucking album. Mm -hmm. I only went through this once, and I kind of had that feeling it was going to be like this. I'm like, I'm taking notes on the first listen. Normally, I listen to it once, and then I do notes on the second listen. But yeah, I wasn't doing this shit fucking twice. I love you, Dave, but not that much. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, But I I love Priest, and and I love Ripper, and I think it's unfair if, uh, you know, people judge Ripper by these studio albums because he had, like, little to no involvement in songwriting. I mean, uh, he just... This is what they handed to him. Uh, But if you have any doubts, check out the Metal Meltdown or the Live in London album and DVD. Uh, You can see this guy brought it live and, and, and was fucking amazing. And I still think he's a great singer. It's just a matter of the material that was given to him. And... Again, it's not like he wrote this shit. This one, even more so than Jugulator, was damn near 100% tipped it. Musically and and definitely lyrically. But uh, we'll get into that abortion when we get into it. Uh, But Dave, since you are our very special guest and and soon-to-be rock star who won't return our calls in a year, uh,
3: (laughs) go ahead and take the first track, Machine Man. All right, Machine Man. Uh When I was four years old, listening to this on the little radio I had, uh, I would never listen to this because the intro was super long. So uh, revisiting it, I mean, I think this song kicks ass. I, I listen to the musicianship, that drum, oh my God, Scott Travis is like he's a god to me. He's so good. Uh, and the uh, the dual solos. I really I really like this, I really like this track.
0: first of all good lord those lyrics Uh, the production other than that it's it's an okay song but i can't get over the sound of it and i love scott travis as well i think he's uh my my favorite priest drummer i mean I, i love les banks too but i mean scott travis is just a fucking beast uh but he's, I don't know, I just don't like the way it's produced on this, but more so it's the fucking lyrics. That line about, you've got loser tattooed on your head, you know? <laughs> so
3: and, and then, you
0: motherfuckers want to rage? you ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. all got loser tattooed on your face. I know, and, and then, y- you know poor Judas Priest, they went through that whole lawsuit, you know, about uh, Beyond the Realms of Death and shit. And then they get sued again for this song uh, because Andrew Jacobs actually does have Loser tattooed on his face. Yeah, but Andrew uh, Jacobs fucking wrote this shit. (laughs) It's definitely about him, but, uh, you know, he sued for uh, slander. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, not a great way to start it off. But I think if, if you go back and put yourself into 2001, uh, what was on the radio and what was popular at the time, they took a big nosedive. I mean, they lost Rob Halford, you know, the most famous member of the band, considered one of the you know most iconic singers in all of metal. Uh, I think they were really lost without him, even though they had a great singer. Uh, I just think they really tried to overcompensate. And to seem relevant, you know, and at this time they're probably in their late forties, uh, you know, maybe early fifties, trying to keep up with what's on the radio. What's on the radio? You know, Limp Biscuit, Godsmack, you know, you know, Disturbed, crap like the Creed, you know, Stain. I mean, you really got to think about what was really selling at that time. And you know, of course, there's the Pantera influence, like trying to go a little bit more groove metal. But other than that, it was really kind of catering towards the other crap that you heard on rock radio at that time. Uh, Who, A stinker, but I, I I, think if you strip the lyrics and the production and just kept the rest of the song, there could be something salvageable here. But, uh, yeah, uh, not a great way to start it off. What do you think, Rob?
1: The drumming on this song is really bad. It doesn't sound like a drummer to me. I mean, I guess it is him, but you know sounds like a drum machine. It's fucking terrible. And yeah, I put that in my notes. So you motherfuckers want to race. Y'all got loser tattooed on your face. It's like, Jesus, man, is that fucking stupid or what? Uh, You know, and machine man, machine man coming. What is this? A song about a machine man's orgasm? It's fucking terrible. It's uh, I remember the first time I heard it. I was like, you know, when it started, I was like, okay, all all right, all right, all right. Then, you know, when I heard that line, I was like, oh, and the drums. I mean, and I'm not a stickler for production, but even I can't even deny the way the drums sound on this song. It just sounds like fucking like a machine. It, it, you know, I guess machine, man. It's uh, terrible. me I, I, All right. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go to the next one. One on one. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> I am very strong. I am a stupid song. <laughs> What's up with that wiki wiki sound effect going on in this song? You know, this song, I gotta admit, it, it could be much better without the stupid effects and shave down the verses a bit. There is a good song buried beneath this elephant dung that like covers it. It's it's really <laughs> fucking bad. But it's like, uh, and I remember this one was played live. I do remember this one. Yeah. And, um, but eh, I mean, it, there's potential in this song, but it's all crapped on, you know. I mean, that's what I think. David?
3: This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> 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 uh, me and my dad used to, we still, we listen to this. Uh, I listened to it once on uh, our soundboard, or soundbar Bluetooth speakers with my dad. And, uh, that we were just had banging. I love the effects. That's the favorite part of my, uh, the song for me. Uh, and I love the bass tone that Ian Hill has. It's like a hammer hitting an anvil. So cool. Uh, but I think I really like the experimentalness that they were going towards with uh, some of the leads and, and that at the beginning. That's kind of cool for a little intro thing. And then it like just like punches you in the balls. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you don't feel that way, but uh, I, this is like a perfect song for me. I love this song. David, do, it,
1: do me a favor. Never contribute to your band's music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I already have, and you like a lot of this stuff. What the fuck? How'd
1: that happen? <laughs> I,
3: <laughs> I heard this when I was four years old. Well, I,
1: I just don't want you guys re- recording the next album, and you're going you know, this song would could use
3: a little wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> the, uh, the that thing, that reminds me of becoming, uh, Pantera becoming a lot. And I, like, really love that sound. Why do you so, talk man, bad about probably, the dead, bro? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a terrible thing to say about Pantera.
3: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, Oh, Ian.
0: oh. One-on-one, it should have been called one plus one equals two, because this is a big number two. Holy (laughs) shit. Uh, Although, I I will say, I think they could have done something better with this. Uh, Because the basic structure, I think, is all right, but the execution is all wrong. And like Ralph was saying about the drumming, I got a big problem with the drumming on this, because I don't know if it's the recording or what, but... You know, it sounds like Scott Travis' fucking C-3PO, and then his arms are hitting the drums, <laughs> you know, on a on a Casio drum pad, you know? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I have so much respect for him, but what I'm hearing here, and and this is one I kind of remember liking when I initially heard it. And I was like, what the fuck? But, you know, when I was four, I was listening to Leif Garrett, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool, you know? But I grew up. Holy shit. uh. Not a fan of this one, but uh, I'll take the next one, Hell is Home. This one, I got to say, ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't ain't nothing to write Hell is Home about, but uh, I I like it better than the first two songs. What do you think, Ralph?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, (laughs) I'll grab all the attention I crave. Now I'm running hell. Heaven won't be the same. That's some of the lyrics on it.
2: (laughs) Oofah.
1: This fucking song. Hell is this homo of a song. This is so bad. But compared to the rest, it's not as bad, believe it or not. It gets worse after
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: I gotta admit, there is actually a song on here uh, that I was like, whoa, okay. There is a favorite. I I do have a favorite song. It's not that great, but... I do have a favorite song on here, and it's not this one, obviously. But, yeah, Hell is Home is terrible. And I do remember many times uh, people saying, yeah, Demolition sucks, but Hell is Home is a cool song. I was like, eww. Uh, so it is a, a, a fan favorite of uh, people that you know hate this album. They always point to this one as the good song on it. Uh, not me. All right, David?
3: I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love Ripper's vocals. Uh, that that really does it for me. Like his screams that he belts out, I really, really, really love. Can you, and, can uh, you,
1: David? Can you do me a favor? Because I can't, I can't remember this. Because it's blocked out of my memory. How did the chorus go again? Because it was so bad. I oh come, God! Hell is It's home. uh
3: How do you do it? Not now. <laughs> uh, it's uh Oh God. Of course, I'm drawing a blank. Hell uh, is
1: home. Something like that.
0: It's so bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
3: i'm on my way no it's not that.
0: hell is home <laughs> so wick, so wick, so wick, my
1: dear i wish it was that like
0: that
3: oh yeah that'd be cool I, that'd be a good write-in <laughs> anyway go but on. uh the solos i love the solos and uh I I don't know, the production you guys keep crapping on it, but I don't know why I like it. I just I really like it.
0: Because you were no, four I, years old.
3: Yeah. I, I don't have a
1: problem with the production. It was just the drums on Machine Man. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? But you know yeah, I, I could like get I say, that. I'm really I'm really bad at you know you know, it's not just he and everybody. Oh the drums are too low and this and that and I'm like uh, that okay. I don't
3: I don't have an ear for as well. Yeah, I don't um, have
1: an ear for production, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it doesn't really yeah. taint uh, my love for albums because I don't know how many great albums we uh, review where Ian's like, eh, this album's good, but the production's dead, fucking terrible. I was like, right. thank God I, I don't notice that because I thoroughly enjoy this album, production and <laughs> all. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, g- keep going.
3: Uh, well, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I just love this song. Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it was kind of weird they already slowed it down at this point in the album. Uh, I might put that track in a bit different spot, but uh, especially because my love for one-on-one is just a powerful song and it crushes you and then they just like...
1: No, it crushes you, not me. Crush,
3: yeah, yeah, okay. Crushes me and then they bring it down way low, but uh, no, I, I love Ripper's vocal delivery though. I can't stress that enough. I think his vocals are excellent on this album.
1: Well, I I do too. Actually, I love his vocals on this album, but it doesn't carry an album. I love Ripper, dude, believe me. I think he's a great singer and an awesome guy to meet. What a nice guy. But, uh, all right, why don't you take the next one, Jekyll and
3: Hyde. Oh (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This one, ooh, those keyboards, man. I don't know about that. uh, This was a skipper from back in the day and it would probably be a skipper now. Uh, The lyrics are super cheesy. Uh, I mean, really, the solo in that song, that's probably what saves it for me. That's why I would want to listen to it, but otherwise, ooh, It's not that great. Ian? Uh,
0: uh, Not that great as being too kind to this shit. Oh, my God. Bland and those fucking keyboards and it's uh, Don... Aerie or Irie, however the fuck you really? that. Don Aerie yeah. played on this? Yeah, wow. all, all their keyboards are him. Wow, he must really? have been hurting for money. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of him as a keyboard player to begin with. Uh, you know, he's been on some stuff that I like, but for the most part, not a big fan. You know, I want some John Lord type shit, and I know he's taking John Lord's place in Deep Purple. Yeah, I no, saw him
1: with Purple. I, I he, thought he was great with Purple, actually.
0: Yeah, I, really... I, I I haven't seen him with purple but I'm just I'm going by the albums that I know he played on and ooh, boy, he was really I love good, Don Airy.
1: you know Don Airy was the last one to see Randy Rhodes alive
0: oh yeah and he really? was
1: supposed to go up yeah he was supposed to go up on the plane and then he said nah you know because uh, uh, Randy told him and he's like no nah, no nah, uh, uh no nah, I don't feel like I'm gonna go back in the in the bus and he saw them get on the plane and then he went back in the bus
0: well he should have got on the plane then we wouldn't have this. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and, and, and it's not only Don Airy, though, that, that you can, you know, bitch about this. The gu- goddamn guitar solo sounds like it's played on a keytar. You know, it's way worse than anything on fucking Turbo. Uh, you know, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, Turbo's Turbo, but uh, the key sense on that sounded more metal than the fucking solo on this. Holy shit, I don't know... I think it was played on Guitar Hero. Shit was fucking terrible. (laughs) Jekyll and Hyde. They they should hide this one. This should have been a hidden track and then not tell anybody where it's at. This is fucking terrible. Good Lord. Let me me guess. You like this one, Ralph?
1: It's really hard for me to analyze this one because it makes me anal. Uh, It's just not a good song. It sucks and it's annoying. And that's the best I can do on my thoughts on this one. You didn't didn't
0: make it all the way through that song, did you?
1: No, I didn't. (laughs) That was one of the skippers.
0: You'd have more shit to say if you did.
1: (laughs) No, I think I made it to the solo and that was enough for me. Uh, Close to You is the next one. A soulless ballad. I hear a bit of Alice in Chains here with the vocal melodies. And it just drags and drags and drags. It's not a good song.
0: Uh, Ian? Yeah, oh, God. You know, thankfully, I can't even remember this one. I'm just looking at my notes. Horrible. I I don't even remember how this song goes, but I know I didn't like it. Uh, Now, there there is some other slower shit on here I do like, but not this one. Close to you? Fuck that shit. Get the far fuck away from me. I ain't going back to this shit. What do you think, David?
3: I dig it. Right on. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it hits an emotional spot. That's probably because I listened to this when I was four years old. But it's just, it's one of those songs I go back to, and it kind of reminds me of being that age and you and know then, where uh, I was and at that uh, time. that
1: preacher that molested you left.
3: Of course. And you're yes. missing
1: him to this song. Makes yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to say about it or do you want to go into Devil Digger?
3: Oh, my second favorite song, you mean?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I would all—I would actually make sure to skip to this one. Uh, I would always hit track six because I just love that guitar riff. And then the bass and drums kick so much ass. I love that. And I really like Ripper's vocal delivery. He's almost like, it's kind of twisted. He's the devil, you know? And, uh... Uh, oh, and I love that. Like when he's like, uh, when he does that, me. I just love that when he like kind of holds that M. It's really sweet.
1: Nice. Okay. Uh, to me, all these guitar effects are really starting to grate on me here, and uh, I am seriously missing parental guidance listening to this song. It's <laughs> <Okay>. garbage.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you think, Ian? <laughs> he's the devil in this one he's about as scary as Bill Cosby in the devil and Max Devlin holy (laughs) shit that's a Disney movie by the way Uh, I actually I don't mind this one (laughs) it's uh, I don't think it's a great song but for this album it's not that bad but on any other album that'd be horrible I don't know it it could only stand out on this and Nastradamus if it was on that, I'd be like, hey, I love that Devil Digger song. Uh, not Don't that good, racist, but good on here. That's right. said Digger.
2: Oh,
1: I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, take the next one, Ian.
0: All right. Bloodsuckers. <laughs> oh. take, take the fuzz off the goddamn guitar, and I think you got something on this one. It's probably... It might be my favorite one on here. I think this is actually a good Judas Priest song, but the, the effects on the guitar kill it. But if you took that off, I think this one would work, man. And this is one I'd like to hear hear them do now, you know? Uh, hear, hear Rob do this one. Uh, I, you know, I like, you know, preaching against, uh, you, you know, the religious people and, you know, people saying their subliminal messages and all this shit, lawyers and crap like that. Um, i dig this one,
3: probably my favorite. What do you think, Dave? I used to skip this one because of the intro.
0: Uh, huh?
3: Now now coming back to it, God, I love this song. Uh, I like the low and high harmonies when Ripper's doing those. I love that so much. And uh, I really love the riff changes. Uh, I don't really have a problem with the fuzz on the guitar, but I just think those riff changes are super awesome.
0: Right on,
1: Ralph. Uh, I gotta agree with you, Ian. Uh, this is the best song on the album. Wow! Uh, but it's not that great. But uh, this would be a decent filler on a Killer Priest album, uh, of course, without the effects and stuff. But um, no, uh, I will disagree with you. Please don't make Bob Hofford sing this shit. <laughs> you know, fucking do Turning Circles instead. Thank you. Okay. Right, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a, a, a fan of this one. To uh, be resurrected But yeah It is the best song on this album Which is saying a lot Uh I'll take the next one In between This shit is so dated I mean I hated this Marilyn Manson shit at the time anyway Uh Even when it was new And that's what this song reminds me of It's fucking Marilyn Manson Them trying to do a, a fucking Marilyn Manson song And it's fucking terrible I hate in between. What do you think, uh, David?
3: Um, I like this song. I don't love it. Uh, it does remind me of the stuff that was going around around this time, and uh, I don't really have too much to say about this song. I used to skip it back in the day, and I don't really listen to it a lot now. Um, I think the drums and the rhythm section is very pummeling, though. That's about it, though.
0: Ian. Hmm, you got me thinking here, saying it sounds like Manson. I like Manson, Uh, (laughs) but now now I'm thinking about the song, and I was thinking of another song. I I got confused, because it all kinds of runs together for me, but I put, uh, my notes are, I can dig it, but I can't remember how the song goes. Is this a fast one or a slow
3: one? It's a slower one. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like Sweet Dreams type, you know what Marilyn Manson did with that song. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that.
3: Yeah. Well
0: apparently it didn't piss me off too much, but it wasn't good enough that I really remember it. So that's about all I got on that one. Man. But I'll take I'll Ooh. take the next one. Ooh,
1: subterfuge. I remember. No, this no.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, what is it then? Feed on me.
1: Oh fuck then I, I didn't hear this one. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't. I didn't. So sorry. <laughs> no comment on uh, from the peanut gallery on this one.
3: Pass.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> Feed on Me. I love this one. This one, I'd be, it'd be close between this and Bloodsuckers. I think this one is really good. And, uh, you know, to me it sounds like Priest. This is probably the most Priest-like song on here. Uh, you know, classic era. Uh, love it. They did play this live. I think this was, was this a single? No, Machine Man was a single. Ugh. It should have been Feed on Me. I know Feet on Me and Machine Man were the only ones that made it onto the Priest box set, that metallology. Uh, I think if they released this as a single, it would have done way, way better than Machine Man. And uh, It's too bad you didn't hear this one, Ralph, because I think you'd dig this one.
2: No,
3: I'm
0: okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: I think this is a sweet song. Uh, of course, I'll agree with Ian on this, but, uh, you know, it's just... The, uh rip the da da diga da da it's just so cool. Uh, and the chorus is really great. And then uh near the end he's like, Fade on me! And just those vocals, they crush me man. And notice how I said me. But uh yeah. Uh, take on subterfuge Ralph.
1: Alright, uh, subterfuge now this one I remember. I remember when this came on when I was listening to song i go, oh man, do I ever remember this one? There is a fucking rage against the machine riff on this song. Then these stupid new metal fucking effects as well. this is this one is fucking terrible. It's just disgraceful. Songs like this make me miss Love Zone. I'll fucking ram it down. <laughs> Love Zone. I miss you, turbo. What do you think, Dave, of subterfuge? Uh,
3: I mean, I don't really care for this song. Uh, It'd be a skipper now. Uh, the drums are very industrial. I'm not a big fan of industrial music, but I do like the gang vocals and the subterfuge. Oh, screw you. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I'd probably skip this one Now?
0: Now? (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> all right uh ian uh man i i should have i should have forced myself to listen to this twice because i put i dig it but god damn it it's another one i can't remember how this fucking song goes well, i i have no idea for... i have no idea but for some reason i put i dig it you're an idiot okay bye
1: <laughs> all right take the last one i mean next one lost and it, found
0: Next one, Lost and Found. It's okay. I I see what they're going for on this. You know, they're trying to harken back to, you know, something like Diamonds and Rust or Last Rose of Summer. And it's definitely not either one of those. Uh, But it's it's not bad. They did this one live as well. Uh, Really? I don't remember that.
3: Yeah, Yeah, they did this one.
0: I I think they did it when I saw them. I know I, I... pretty sure it's on the uh, live in London Uh, I
3: I think they did this I can't remember correctly but I think they did this along with Diamonds and Rust uh, acoustic
0: yeah and
3: Yeah. uh, yeah not not
0: bad I mean again you can see it coming from a mile away what they're trying to do with it it's just not as good as the previous you know ballads they did but it, it's it's not horrible. It's actually a bright spot on this album, if there is such a thing, you know. Just because at wrong. least at least it doesn't have, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like fucking Creed or something. I don't know. It's it's not horrible. But uh, Ralph, tell me why I'm wrong. This song makes me miss Creed. Oh,
1: <laughs> ow, ow. Now right, it's another ballad. This one starts off kind of okay. But the chorus is so fucking terrible. The verses are okay. The middle section's even worse. And the solo is a total ripoff of Cemetery Gates. I'm done talking about this shit. How about you, <laughs>
3: David? Uh, this is kind of meh. I, I don't really. Uh, I'll listen to it if it comes on, like on my iPod shuffle thing or, or whatever. But I, I wouldn't seek this song out. Uh, not one of my favorites, but uh, my parents really love this one. <laughs> I don't know why. They always uh, know this one. and uh, But yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. That, that chorus is just sad. It's just... It's like... I love Ripper's lower register, but like God, on this song, it really doesn't work.
1: Okay. Now, uh, take the next one, David. Cyberface. <laughs> uh
3: the riff is so heavy in the beginning, and I actually really like the robotic noises. Uh, I kind of like that how uh, Ripper will have the weak vocals, and then he'll get into that screaming uh, when he's going throughout the verses, and uh, God, I love that. He just, he's just he got such a powerful voice, and uh, this is a song where his lower register really works for me, and uh uh, but this is where the album will probably end for me.
1: Oh, yeah, boy, that last song. All right, <laughs> Cyberface. This one's not bad till it gets to that fucking chorus. And may I rec- uh, uh, recite the chorus, guys? Here we go. <laughs> go ahead. I don't need your permission, David. <laughs> <laughs> Cyberface, Iron Will, programmed to corrupt and kill. Cyberface no escape. He is interfaced to hell. (laughs) I swear, that's how it goes. I'm not lying. This shit and the solo solo, this is fucking terrible. I mean, it has its moments, but man, overall, Jesus Christ, this is bad. Ian?
0: Oh, dear. (laughs) This this is fucking horrible. And uh, I can't believe has a writing credit from Scott Travis. and really? uh, Yeah. Uh, but it, it's kind of misleading because he didn't re- write the music or the lyrics. He, he just wrote, you know, he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And somehow he got credit. Oh, my God, is this bad. I really, at this point, I think, I don't know, it's tied with this as uh, Jekyll and Hyde is what is the worst song on the fucking album. And, and goddamn, this song's almost like seven minutes long
3: of Cyberface. Yeah, 6.46. Six oh. Oh, oh, shit, my version
0: was only two
1: minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy I moly.
0: It. This album couldn't get any worse, could oh, yes it? Yes, it
1: can. Yes, it can.
0: <laughs> Take well, the last track.
3: Oh. Go ahead, Dave. Well, this is going to be the same all around the table. This song sucks, this song really sucks. Uh, I will not hide that. I don't think this is a perfect album at all, but uh, God, this song sucks. It's like going for that Egyptian vibe, I guess, but uh, nothing works on this, nothing at all. Uh, The vocal pattern that Ripper does is God awful. And uh, what is with the riff? It's like they're trying to be like a ska band, and then it's just it just nothing works, nothing works at all.
1: Yeah, I, I remember this one. How can I not? It's fucking <laughs> Priest doing new metal to a song called Metal Messiah. Now fuck this Limp Bizkit shit. Actually, I think Limp Bizkit is better than this crap, and I'm no fan of Limp Bizkit, but hey. Leave this crap to the to the experts, okay? Judas Priest, you are better than this. <laughs> wow, this is I remember man. And that's that's the thing. When I when I would play this album a couple times back then this would come on, it was so hard for me to go back. I was like, fuck you! What the fuck? You <laughs> new metal! And this was at the height of New Metal where I I mean I hated New Metal. I still do. But I don't hate it as much anymore because it's dead. So that makes me kind of happy, but man, this is bad. I mean, for Judas Priest to do a new metal song and then on top of that, call it metal Messiah. It's like rubbing salt in the wound. This is uh yeah, hands down the worst song on the album. No doubt. I'm right. All right, Ian.
0: Ooh, <laughs> metal, metal Messiah. Ooh. Well, this is this is Judas Priest saying they're going to do things, you know, my way. My way or the highway. Oh, my God. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Metal Messiah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Did it off with the metal. What? The metal. What? The metal oh. Messiah. Oh, my God. This is a new metal. Uh, this is Jew metal because only fucking Andrew Jacobs <laughs> likes it. And this is, uh, like,
1: this is more like poo metal.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I take that back because I don't want to offend the headbanger Stephen Kirsch. Even he's like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah he boom,
1: likes Bonfoni
0: <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, ah, no, this is too pussy for me. Oh, my God, is this bad? And, and, and what a way to end it. Uh, you know, they, they they should have stuck this, you know, you want to talk about moving the songs around. Don't end it like this. Holy shit, this is like end your career shit. <laughs> oh, my God, Metal Messiah. In what, Scientology, Messiah? I don't know. <laughs> this shit is fucking terrible. This song wow. gave
1: fucking uh, gay Glenn Tipton Parkinson's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking Hallford heard this. He's like, am I still gay now? They're like, no, 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 no you're no. good. You're good. Come back. Come back. No shit. Oh, my God. Is this bad? Really bad. But I got to say... Thanks to Ralph, the album doesn't end here because there is a bonus track. And I don't know—are you familiar with the bonus track, David?
3: I don't have it. No, I don't even okay. think I've heard it.
0: Well, it was originally on the Japanese pressing, and uh, Ralph told me about it. And I think I'd read about it, but uh, you know, I'd never—like, wasn't on my copy. I wasn't going out of my way to find it just because the the title alone was called "What's My Name." And I knew it was written with uh, Ripper. You know, Ripper. Because yeah, none of the other songs, Ripper had nothing to do with. So don't get mad at him. Direct all your shit to fucking Shaky. Because <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Glenn Tiffin. Uh But, you know, he tried to take a piss and ended up coming. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Uh, just the name of this, I was like, oh, fuck. Is it going to be like, what's my name? I'm the Ripper. You know, what's I'm the Rip? You know, that's what I envisioned in my head. Like, oh my God, it's got to be horrible. But I was like, eh, Ralph knows it, likes it. I got to give it a listen. Man, I got to say, this would have been the best song on the fucking album. Right. Uh, I, I, it not at all what I thought. It's not like, you know, the joke I just said, you know, it's no play on, you know, him being the Ripper. Uh, I just think it's, it's a good metal song, man. And if the album would have took the direction of this song, I think it would have been great because, uh, you, you know, it doesn't have any of those new metal aspects, at least to my ears. Uh, Ripper sounds great on it and it sounds like Judas Priest playing I mean, really, this should have been like the springboard for the rest of the fucking album, not a fucking bonus track. I really dig this one. Ralph? You are correct, sir. Yeah, this is a great (laughs)
1: song, actually. I love What's My Name. Um, Yeah, way better than anything on this album. It's metal, it rocks, it doesn't have your stupid little sound effects like uh, Poor Man Dimebag type shit. There's no new metal elements. There's no stupid, like brings worthy lyrics, and uh, I think it's a great fucking song. And, you know, it's like, what? They left it off because Ripper had something to do with it? Because it, it was the only song in the whole discography of the two albums that Ripper had any credit on.
0: Right, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you know, with him as a credit, I'm thinking he did the lyrics, you know, so you know, if they would have let him do the lyrics instead of fucking Tipton, yeah. uh, you know, Absolutely. man really could have turned this boat around and I think he would have got a lot more respect I, I wish they would have had a little bit more faith in him
2: true
1: and probably would have prolonged Robert's, uh, Rob Alpert's, uh rejoining them you know because I think if this whole album was this vibe yeah. it would have been way more respected and and I definitely would have loved it way more than Jaguilator because like, this song is great it's a great song and, and uh, I heard it because my buddy made me a a CD compilation of bonus tracks. And when this song came on, I was like, whoa. And I called him up, I was like, really? This, what's, it, what's this from, Jugulator or Demolition? He's like, Demolition. I was like, whoa, really? Wow, this song is really fucking, what the fuck is this not doing on the album? the only thing I can think about is like, they just didn't want to put Ripper's name on any of the song credits. But yeah, What's My Name is awesome, I dig it.
0: Yeah, and uh, David, Go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and and hear it. That's how I did it.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. You ain't going to like it. You like this out. (laughs) I'm open-minded.
0: Yeah. uh, But, yeah, definitely, you know, let us know when we post this episode. Put it in the comments, you know, what you think about this, because I would hope you would enjoy it if you like Judas Priest. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do
3: you Uh, like Judas Priest? I love Priest. Oh, okay, I, lo- I, 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 I love,
1: figured if you like this, you might must hate Judas Priest.
3: No, I love all the Halford era uh, more right, than this cool. now. But, uh, you know, this has just got a special place.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, th- that is our review of Demolition. This was released July sixteenth, 2001. So-called produced by Glenn Tipton. And uh, met with universal... Negative reviews when it came out, man. People did not like this, and uh, it wasn't too long before Halford was back in the band, but I will say Ripper gets a, gets a bum rap because he was incredible live. I, I challenge anybody who actually saw him with Ripper to say, you know, he wasn't good because, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. And check out those live albums, uh, especially I really love Metal Meltdown. I have that on CD. Yeah, I I think he does a phenomenal job on that, and I thought he had a good good presence too. You know, I mean oh, yeah. he's he's not Rob Hofford, but I mean he got up there, you know, and to to take on a band of this stature and get up there and sell it. To me, he sold it live, man. I, I
1: loved I loved his little boxing routine when he <laughs> live and he would like punch the air. Yeah, even though even though Lemmy goofed on that. Lemmy liked Ripper, but he said, man, that that boxing thing he does. I actually liked it when he was doing that, you know, punching the air during solos and shit. Right. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I dug him. And, uh, God, uh, Judas Priest, one of those rare concerts, uh, you know, after turning 21 that I saw completely sober. I think it was uh, the first time on the Metal Meltdown tour. I I was so broke by the time the show came around I wouldn't even win if I hadn't already bought my ticket But I couldn't afford no merch I couldn't afford no beer Uh, But man uh, It was kind of cool because I remember every bit of that concert. I go to a lot of shows and barely remember it This is what I remember Every fucking song And just remember being blown away And I I ran out and got Metal Meltdown Right after that I was like holy shit You know because I was little It'd come out you know like maybe a month or so before I saw the show, and I was like, well, Jugulator, I was like, eh, you know, but I'm going to the show because I've never seen Priest, and I ran right out of God and fucking loved it. But, uh yeah, there's our review, so... Uh, I bought a
1: shirt, I bought a shirt that night, the Jugulator tour. I
0: yeah. don't
1: know, my, my, my brain's hazy. Maybe Metal Meltdown was out, but the shirt they had for Jugulator was that amazing painting of the album cover, which they... Ruin with the album cover where they pixelated it. Oh yeah, where it's like a close-up of the monster's face. But I got the shirt; I still have it with the whole painting with the fire and all that shit. Oh I yeah, think when awesome. you open the CD, you see it on the tray. Right, that's a yeah. great painting. You know? I, yeah. I did buy that shirt because of that image.
0: That should have been the cover by yeah. far because that's mm-hmm. a, a much better, more of a you know a priest-like cover. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it looked great, but. uh you know, in a way, I was horrified when you picked this, David, but in a way, uh, I'm glad you did because there's no other way we would have reviewed this album. I'm not glad. I'm still shaking over here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as much as I don't think this is a great album, I totally understand that it's something you heard when you were very young, and mm-hmm. you will always have that feeling because there's a lot of albums that I heard when I was, you know, a little bit older than you were when you heard this, but, you know, but... Uh, because of the time and, and when I heard it, you know, nobody can tell me any different. I, I love that album. Uh, but I know, like, fully, like, if it wasn't for it being, you know, I was young and being my first record, I probably wouldn't like it. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't trade those records for the world. And So, fucking A, thanks for picking it, brother. And thanks for donating.
1: Yeah, yeah no problem, man. No thanks from me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well now it's time to go on to Pick of the Week, and David, since you are our special guest, uh, you got one ready? Of course. Alright, what you got?
3: My Pick of the Week is Rainbow, Live in Munich, 1977. Nice. Uh, This was the first album that I got into Rainbow with. I was searching YouTube and and found the the little music video or whatever, little cut from the DVD of uh, Killing the King, and Oh, my God, it blew me away. Uh, Still my favorite Rainbow Live album. I think it destroys on stage. And uh, it's got raw power and everything. I just absolutely love that album. Every single song is perfect. And uh, those, to me, are my, like, my only way I want to hear anything Rainbow. Now, uh,
0: I I love your pick, by the way. I I think that's a great album. I got that one. Do you like... The other eras of Rainbow as well, or just the Ronnie James Dio?
3: I was a huge Dio tard for a while, and then I kind of just went and explored a little bit. Uh, I dig it. Uh, I dig the Grambana era. I like mm-hmm. the Jolin Turner era, but um, you know, it's just I think the Dio era is really my only era. I'll listen to the only the uh, the other stuff, but uh, you know. If I, if I had a choice, it would only be Dio. Yeah. Right, huh? Me
1: too, dude. I like all eras. I mean, yeah, of course, Dio is the essential and the best era. Mm-hmm. But I love the Grand Bonnet album. I love the uh, Jolin Turner. I even like the Doogie album. Uh, I thought they were all good. And <laughs> uh, rare, rare for me to like every single album from a band. And Rainbow's one of them. So, and I'm sorry, I was taking a piss. What, what was your pick of the week?
3: Oh, it was uh, Live in Munich. Uh, oh, I got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the I, DVD, the yeah, vinyl, I have the DVD. and all that. I have
1: the DVD. I don't have the vinyl, but I've had that CD way back in the 80s. Really? Uh, yeah, it has Stargate. That's why I bought it, because it had Stargaze on it.
3: Oh, yeah, well, it's the, a great live album. Really good. The vinyl, ha- it's the track listing is weird, because they couldn't fit uh, the Still I'm Sad on Side D where it would be. Uh, so they dedicated side C for it, and then they put Man on the Silver Mountain and then Do You Close Your Eyes together on side D. So it's kind of weird that they uh, they had to break it up like that. I get it for money reasons probably, but uh, uh, just kind of weird when you go from the DVD and the, uh, I have the MP3 format as well for my computer and whatever, but uh, it's weird to go from that version to the vinyl just because yeah. it's in a different place.
0: I, I've, I've seen stuff like that before for, like, you know, vinyl purposes.
3: Mm-hmm. They, ha-
0: they have to mix up the set list, and I always hate that. I understand why they got to do it, but, yeah, I hate yeah, that Yeah, but shit. it
3: kind of kills it when you, like, when you know it a certain way, and then you, right. you know, ah, that doesn't feel right. So you Right, know. well,
0: you, you think that's bad. Have you ever heard the live album they did with Graham Bonnet? <laughs> oh, no. my God. That, They even changed the lyrics. "Stargazer" is called "Toolgazer." (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) I'll believe whatever
3: you say. I haven't heard it. I'm I'm a little little
1: more partial to on stage because it was my first. Mm -hmm. But you know, and then I bought the CD of that one, uh, Munich, which is cool. It's a great live album. I love it, but it was an authorized deal. Hated it. Um, had this interview where they passed Dio that CD. He's like, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this one. I, I yeah. had nothing to do with this. This wasn't supposed to be released, and blah blah blah. But um, I dig it. I think it's really good. It's, I mean, especially for a a deep uh, Rainbow Dio fan, it's a definite must. Oh yeah, that's the only place you're gonna hear Stargazer Live. You know.
2: hmm
1: But yeah, it's good stuff. You know, I'm just more partial to on stage. I love on stage. I think that's a great album. Anyway, all right, Ian,
0: you got a pick. Yeah, I got a pick of the week, and uh, you know, at first I was going to go with an album, but man, after listening to this, I, I didn't even want to hear music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, let me let me pick a movie, and I watch a lot of documentaries. I love documentaries, and uh, one that I, that I, I just recently rewatched, and I love it. And I don't know if I made this a pick of the week before or not, or not but even if I did. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's called Electric Boogaloo, The Wild True Story of Canon Films. And if you grew up in the 80s, man, canon movies were incredible. It was all like the the Charles Bronson, the Chuck Norris, you know, all the, the ninja movies and uh, just really awesomely bad shit. But it was so fucking 80s and so... I mean, of the time, and I, I can still rewatch them. I just watched Ninja Three: The Domination the other night, and uh, uh, what I watched American Ninja. And, man, you know all the the Death Wishes that came out in the '80s and shit. Just classic '80s B movies, and it's it's really interesting to show you how this little, you know, uh, this little film company got to be so important and made so much money, and then to see the self-destruction of it when they tried to, uh, you know, become like the next Warner Brothers or Universal and stuff. Uh, really interesting. Check it out. Definitely worthwhile. Electric was, uh, Boogaloo.
1: Was the, the first Terminator on Canon Films?
0: No. No?
1: Okay.
0: No, none of the Terminators. But, I, do re- uh,
1: I do remember Canon Films. I just can't remember any of those movies. Death Wish 2, you said?
0: Uh, well, actually, I think Death Wish 3 was the first one that was that canon. was a
1: that was a good one, man
0: Oh, I, man, I, I saw that Death Rush three. I, I saw that in the theaters and I absolutely loved it and I watch it now And I I laugh at how bad it is and the, the sets because it was filmed in London to save money And they're trying to make London look like New York Yeah, and, and you can see it's just such a small set, but I mean, you know, it, you know canon films was like, you know, the American Ninja movies a uh, Delta Force Invasion USA. You know, oh, Invasion
1: uh, USA's God. Oh, I yeah. I love that movie, man.
0: You know, missing in action. What uh, was that
1: classic line? God damn it. That was the best line ever, Chuck Norris says, in Invasion USA.
0: Oh, I know what you're Right before he kills the bad guy.
1: It was a, such a good line.
0: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, they, they did all oh, these. Oh,
1: no, something like, my, my, my left foot is better or something like that. God damn it. I
2: wish I could remember that.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, check it. Just, you know, go on uh, Wikipedia, type in Canada Films, and you can see all the shit they made, and you'll laugh your ass off about how many movies that you saw, you know, and, and still enjoy or movies that you'll laugh at. But it's a very well-done documentary, uh, done with a lot of humor and love and great detail. Uh, that is my pick of the week.
1: An Invasion USA, funny story. Uh, I saw that in the theater 1985 at man's Chinese theater, you know, that very famous. Theater oh, yeah, in California. Yeah. I saw it there and I was there was like, I don't know, it was like one in the afternoon. I'm there smoking weed in the theater because I was used to smoking weed in the theater here in Miami. And one of the ushers came up to me. Hey, uh, you can't smoke in here, even though if I was smoking weed or not. I go, oh, OK, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I didn't get kicked out. I watched the rest of the movie. But uh, yeah. All right. My pick of the week. It's a really good album. And the reason why this album's really good is because usually when band members are raised like in a fucked up environment, they grow up to do real good music. And the drum of this band likes uh, Demolition from Jesus Priest. So <laughs> my pick is Black Hair on ZP, the Judgment Day EP. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. You got uh, Crimson Slaughter. Yeah. Uh, the title track, The Viper, Lake Monster, and my favorite is uh, Feel the Heat. Uh, awesome. Definitely recommend this album. And uh, and uh, David, tell people how they can get their copy.
3: Well, uh, well unfortunately, we aren't as smart as Dr. Fuckalicious. Uh, we went through CD Baby to get the physical copies, but we didn't go through them for their distribution because that wasn't a part of the cheaper package because uh, we're broke. And uh, we went through DistroKid for the online streaming services. DistroKid so, was yeah. a friend of mine. <laughs> but uh, so you can you can email us uh, at blackheronofficial at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll we'll send you out a copy if you want one. Uh, we're selling them for five bucks. Man, so that's you know
1: too cheap, bro. That's
3: that's a, that's a buck a song, man. It is, man.
1: Uh, worth more than that but hey five well, bucks you, do man. it dude do it yeah, yeah no I remember kidding. Uh, you wanted to send me one I was like fuck that noise I'll pay <laughs> it I even
3: think i sent you ten bucks you did yeah there you go but you like, know you what that paid for Ian's because he freeloaded on me yeah exactly <laughs> I paid for Ian's uh, copy
1: <laughs> I know
3: I want to buy a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: yeah me yeah. too I definitely want to buy a
2: shirt
3: yeah, and a uh, fun fact on the uh, Feel the Heat and the Judgment Day song, uh, back in the 80s, my dad had a band named Massacre, and uh, they played around the Detroit and Metro Circuit, you know, uh, Harpo's, Blondie's, nice, and, uh, all that stuff. And they actually opened up for Slayer in 1984. Wow. And uh, so Feel the Heat and Judgment Day, those were two Massacre songs that they were doing. And really? uh, nice. they never recorded them, never did anything with them. Uh, it was kind of my dad's lung collapse. Uh, they were going to open up for Exodus and all this stuff. And, uh, before that show, his lung collapsed at a different show. So, uh, he was rushed to the hospital, uh, the guitar player, Steve Skiba, he, they were kind of the two leaders of the band. And, uh, he was just like, dude, I, I don't know about this. I don't know if we can continue this. They were going to go to California and everything. And, uh, they ended up packing it up, but then uh, I dusted off some old tapes. Uh, we had some rehearsal tapes from back in '85, and uh, so we took those songs. another another cool thing, uh, Chuck Beeler from Megadeth, the "So Far So Yeah, uh, So Good" or whatever. Uh, he was the drummer in my dad's band. He was the second drummer uh, before he went into Megadeth. Wow! Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I guess he still plays around and stuff like that. That's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and we got more songs from the Massacre era, and then we we're also writing a lot more of our own tunes as well. We have a lot of tunes that you guys haven't heard yet, and I I feel like you, especially Ralph, you're going to love this one song we got called Kicking and Screaming. Nice. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. like so right. we'll, Yeah, we'll be playing it at Nashville for sure along with all the other EP goodies. Nice. Killer, man. Yeah, I
1: look forward to that. I look forward to sharing the stage. And and even more than sharing the stage, I look forward to seeing you guys live.
3: I appreciate it. We are very, very mobile. We move around quite a bit, and there's a lot of hair everywhere. So it's cool.
0: Hey, I'm homeless, too. I identify. That's (laughs) awesome. How's your dad doing now? Are you okay now?
3: Oh, yeah. He's doing great. Well, you uh, figured it's thirty years later. Ian. Yeah. come on. His, 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 lung, his collapse. lung
1: collapsed in the '80s, and he's still alive today. Chances are he got though. better. Yeah, I forgot. He, he, you're, not a, you're not a doctor like me.
0: He, he yeah. could be. He could be in an iron lung. You know, no, I don't he, know.
3: He's doing great. He actually, uh, we did a show at the Token Lounge, and uh, he uh, came up for Judgment Day. We had him guest on that song because that nice. that's his song. He just he loves that song so much. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, no, he's health wise. He's, he's great. You know, <laughs> awesome. awesome. you see, there's
1: a connection there. I had my dad on my album.
3: Yeah. Um, right. Pro- proof you don't
0: need a lung to make a fucking badass son who's a badass drummer. That's incredible. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man.
0: Now, yeah, Andrew Jacobs is, is going to try to have a kid with no balls. I don't think he's gonna make it, though. All right. Well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week, and our Fan of the Week is with us, Dave. We appreciate you so much, and and you know we wouldn't even know about this band if if you weren't a you know a listener to the show. And how did you find the show?
3: Well, uh, the classic story of uh, surfing the web. I was actually uh, looking at Razor Fist, who I know. Uh, is very uh, influenced by Ralph and his videos. But, uh, so I was looking at a bunch of Razor videos, and uh, I love the Metal Mythos. And then I saw Recommended, and it was on Ralph's Kiss channel, Almost Human 56. And, dude, I got so hooked. I spent, like, a week just watching every single video. Uh, And uh, I was obsessed. Then he kept talking about the podcast. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Same thing with the... um, cd when i gave you the guys uh uh, the cd of us and uh
0: you know eh,
3: i might check it out one day and and then uh the first one i listened to was the oath and uh or the oath the elder and uh you know i was just hooked even with terrence and
2: uh well
1: you do like demolition
3: yeah right (laughs) and uh but no and i was like i'll just stick through it and can't getting more on, on my nerves and everything. Uh, I just, I really don't like the way he was talking, uh, like his monotone type of voice. But uh, so, you know, I stuck through it. Uh, that was about a couple of years ago. And I every commute, I would have a half hour drive, 45 minute drive to uh, my college that I was going to for a year, dropped out of that. But I was listening to you guys and playing catch up for, for like a year and a half. Uh, finally i'm caught up but uh yeah no i've been hooked ever since i listen to every episode uh i love you guys you guys are great
1: hell yeah stalker alert ian <laughs> i like uh, this
3: one he's a keeper yeah. i won't be like andrew jacobs though <laughs> okay. well, who can you
1: gotta you gotta you gotta got uh, live off. you know go 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 marry some some fucking some cow No, I'm sorry. What was it? A pig
3: pig and and
1: just live mooch off my, my, uh, checks. Yeah. All our checks. Uh, I was just laughing when you said that. I mean, the guy should be fucking grateful. He's living off our money.
0: (laughs) I I like when you just called her a cow and all the cows that listen to our show just went, Hey, 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 she's a pig. (laughs) You
1: can hear him all the way from Bombay. (laughs) She's a pig that eats female
0: pork. (laughs) <laughs> uh well, thank you very much, David. Man, we appreciate that you listen and, and you love the show, and and we're glad if we can help in any way. And very proud to have you part of the Rock and Pod Expo too. So that's just another reason for people to make the trip to Nashville is to get to see these guys at the legendary basement in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I think you're gonna like this place, man. It's a real shithole, but in in, in like a great way. I really like this club. What do you think of it, Ralph?
1: I didn't go, did I? Yeah, oh, Raven, Raven. Yeah, Raven. where we saw
0: Raven. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's where they're playing. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So I don't.
1: There ain't no backstage there.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I we don't just know. Just walk
1: up on stage.
0: <laughs> yeah, unless there's a basement to the basement.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Metallica played there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a secret show there, like,
1: uh, what during uh, Death Magnetic War or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. But yeah, or, you're gonna uh, be you're gonna be on the same stage as Metallica.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, (laughs) shit, same same stage as me. Yeah, at the
3: same time,
1: Jesus Christ! I'm (laughs) excited for you guys. This
3: is gonna be this is gonna be legendary. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. Now, who's all making the trek with you? Is it just the band, or you got any other friends or family or fans coming?
3: I got so many people. It was a landslide. We went to my aunt's for a party, and then all of a sudden, probably about ten family members like, "Hey, we're, we're." well, make sure you get a room next to yours and we do this and we do that. I'm like, dude, I did not know this was going to be this big. So we're probably going to have a big black heron crew coming along.
2: I nice. parents,
3: parents are definitely going, uh, our brother, Iron Mike, uh, who's my uncle, but we also call him a brother because, uh, yeah, I did that. But, uh, you know, we got, we got a bunch of cool people. coming. Nice.
0: Along. So somebody going to be filming it and everything too?
3: Yeah, my dad films like every show, so nice. uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably have some film of that. Uh, I always bring my little recorder too. I might send you guys some uh, uh, official bootlegs from the Black Heron Vault. Uh, please, please the, do. I I, yeah.
1: I love video, so if you can give me some DVDs of your shows, I would much welcome that, dude. And I yeah, can't wait to
0: cool. meet your dad. After I yell at him for playing demolition for you, I'm gonna have a <laughs> beer with him.
3: Awesome. Uh, he's he's a hard liquor man so uh, get a lemmy yourself alright I can yeah. do
0: that I can do cool. that
3: <laughs> alright well now it's
0: time to get in the plugs what do you say
2: Earpeeler the podcasting and interview news site
1: to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about
3: listen to the rock show with Gully and Joe go to all the W's Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K. 8 p.m. U-K time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt.
1: Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. New episodes every Monday exclusively on YouTube.
0: Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault. Featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the Vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs>
3: Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com.
0: From New York Hey, 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 hey What up, bangers? From North Carolina Skitter, Pal Meow Meow This is Bushy. Bushy And the Mountain Man Tune in every week for your listening pleasure Only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man You can find us on Hotbean and iTunes Thank you very much this is Ian Wadley, Wadzilla from Wadzilla's World. Do you want to hear the greatest, most eclectic show on the internet? Show up for the best in hard rock, heavy metal, classic rock, funk, soul, and anything else i deem necessary. Wadzilla World, only on Cranium Radio, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be here or be a bitch. Hey there, it's Dr. Fuck
1: giving you the Dr. Fuck Show ID, that's right, the Dr. Fuck Show, airing here every Thursday night at 8pm Eastern Time, come in and join the chat room, it's always a great crazy time, that's right, I've been doing this for years on that metal station, and you will love it. Nobody hates the Dr. Fuck Show. And what I mean by that is if you hate the Dr. Fuck Show, you're a nobody.
0: All right. Well, if you like this episode, then you don't expect a whole lot from Judas Priest. But come back next week. We might not have David Swick, but I guarantee God to you we're going to be talking about a better album. <laughs> That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Andrew Jacobs sucks.
3: So does Vinnie Vincent.
1: Yeah. Vinnie Vincent is the Andrew Jacobs of podcasts.